again to another episode of the Retro Redoctopus Cephala Podcast, part of the Edipodoc Podcast Network. The show, the only show, the one and only show, where old is new, new is old, and so are us. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> yes. Spooks are us. It's, we're still in Spooktober. Spooktober. We are indeed smack dab in the middle of it. I am your host, Boss Rush Mode, and with me, per usual, are my inky capadres, Parasite Steve. Don't open that door. 8-Bit Alchemy. You are almost a Jill sandwich. And Nintendo. Tim took my line. Oh. <laughs> well, wait, I'll revoke mine. I'll revoke mine. Well, so it you would make sense it. for you to have it. The master of line stealing. Ooh, <laughs> oh, snap. Oh, my God. I don't even know what that means. I don't either. Me uh, either. But, uh, well, I'll, well, so I'll do my alternate, which was, oh. So now you do it. <laughs> Itchy, tasty. <laughs> do it. Say it. You're almost a Jill sandwich. <laughs> there. <laughs> Barry, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Barry. Uh, oh, yeah, I, sh- I should have said that. <laughs> Barry, you're right. Yeah. Well, as oh, wow. you've probably ascertained at this point, this is going to be a Resident Evil heavy episode because, well, it's about Resident Evil. Yeah. Weird. And it's so, like October. So, so right. accept our theme. Right. Accept it. Accept all of it. Every bit of it. Every delicious second of it. Yes. Uh, so over the past few months, I've played a crap ton of Resident Evil lately. I'm like, it's ridiculous. A metric it crap ridiculous. ton. Uh, yes, very, very metric indeed. Uh, I'll try to briefly go over the games I played recently. So uh, in no particular order, uh, Resident Evil 0, Resident Evil 1 Director's Cut, Resident Evil 2, Resident Evil 3 Nemesis, part of Resident Evil Code Veronica... Uh, Resident Evil 4, Resident Evil 5, Resident Evil 6, part of Resident Evil 7 Resident Biohazard. Resident Evil the Lunchbox. Right. <laughs> Resident Evil the Doll. Resident Me. Evil. Resident <laughs> Evil the Chainsaw. <laughs> the kids are going to love it. The kids will love it. Resident <laughs> Evil Revelations, Resident Evil Revelations 2, The Umbrella Chronicles, The Dark Side Chronicles, and... The Chronicles uh, of Narnia. <laughs> <laughs> and the Resident Evil 2 Remake. I believe that's all of them. That I played. And uh, can you tell the, the listening audience how long it took you to play through uh, those 27,000 games? Uh, I mentioned it was over the last three or so months. So it took about two days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Out of those three months, I played straight on for like maybe three solid days. Okay. <laughs> That's a lot. That did was... they name the remakes like R-E make? Like, did they capitalize the I, R-E? I believe they do. They should. Okay, I believe good. they do. I'm, I'm glad about Which that. makes sense. And what I'm going to end up doing is I'm going to break these off into chunks. I'm not going to try to spend any large amount of time on any one game in particular. I'm just going to try to kind of lump a few of them together and kind of just give my general thoughts. And I'm not going to go super deep into like any particular details, like you know dates or whatever, or, or the lore, because there's so many people on YouTube and elsewhere that have gone through that a um, hundred times over, way more eloquently than I ever will. So just like gonna, a general overview and feelings yeah. and kind of, you know, just thoughts right. about them. So mm-hmm. if someone who, like, wasn't really a Resident Evil fan until pretty recently, and I mean, I've, I've played Resident Evil in the past. I mean, I've played some of the earlier ones, but not a ton. So I was familiar with Resident Evil, but, you know, just for whatever reason, it was kind of, it kind of aligned up with um, our first ret- uh, episode of Retrogamia with Ian Wallace of the um, Amalgamania Peeps. The awesome peeps that they are. Super awesome peeps. Mm-hmm. And um, the third season of Stranger Things. So I was kind of in a horror mood. And I was like, oh, you know what? 
I've, I happen to have a couple of Resident Evil games, and I'm going to play them. And then that turned into like 14 games. Mm. <laughs> you were in a zombie state of mind. I was. In a zombie <sighs> state of mind. Right, so what I'm going to do, I'm going to start this off talking about some of the later numbered main entries in these series. Uh, in particular, Resident Evil 4 through 7. Oh. And uh, Resident uh, Evil 4. A big favorite for most people. Right. I'd I'd say. Say. Most, yeah. most Resident Evil fans seem to have number four at the top of their list. Absolutely. And I love this game as well. It's not at the very top of my list, but it's pretty high up there. It was, it was, I think, the second Resident Evil game I was introduced to only after Code Veronica. So Resident right. Evil 4, I had a lot of exposure to back in yeah. high school. Yeah. And, uh,. That game, that, that game originally came out for the GameCube, right? Yeah, but it was exclusive to the GameCube, and then until like, a year later, it was like everything else. <laughs> it was exclusive <laughs> until it wasn't. Yeah, <laughs> right. then they brought it on PS2 and Xbox at the same time, and now it's on everything. Now yeah, it, and they, they re-released it on the Wii. And they you can Wii use released the, it. We released it. The Wii mode <laughs> they as, Wii as a aim. Re-leased it. <laughs> yes. They leased it. W-I-I-R-E. Capital. All those are capitals. Cap- yeah. It's all, yeah. Oh, yes. the two eyes would be lowercase. Resident Pronouncing Re- the capitals. <laughs> Resident Weevil. <laughs> For everything now. <laughs> but uh, I played it on the Xbox One because I'm somewhat modern. Not not PC modern, but... Modern. <laughs> more modern than the GameCube, which I hate their controllers. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, this, this was a game I played on the GameCube about three-quarters of the way through, it turns out, which is much farther than I thought I played, but never finished it for whatever reason. I think I was in the middle of moving, and then just stopped playing, and then just never went back to it, and I gave Joe back. Because it was Nintendo's copy for the GameCube, mm-hmm. and I just never went back to it. So I always was like, all right, this game I have to someday kind of play through again. Mm. And then I finally did, and then this game is just, it just rocks. Yeah. I know there are some people who are kind of, like, bittersweet about it because, like, it kind of changed the formula pretty dramatically so like their classic re was kind of like you know left on the wayside now and then they've just kind of you know going more action orientated yeah it kind of like stepped away from the whole um survival horror type theme like the first three games were i think that's what a lot of fans didn't like about it like the the first three resident evil games they had this very classic control scheme where you would push left and right to rotate your character right and then you'd push up or down to move forward or backward so they they did this in order to deal with these like constantly changing camera angles that would happen because you would go down a corridor and then the camera angle would shift and they wanted it to be so that if you're still holding up, your character is still moving in the forward. right direction. They're right. still moving forward. Right. Up is always forward. Up is always forward. Yeah. So it does make sense from a design standpoint, but it's hard to get used to. And it makes right. the game more tense because you are kind of at any given point not really in control of your guy. It's, it's, it's just right. takes You're a also limited with your around. field of vision because of the way they have the camera yeah. set up so depending could, on what angle. You like hear yeah. a zombie but be not sure how close he is to the edge right. of the screen or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but Resident Evil 4 made it you know, a, a totally different control scheme that played more like a, a traditional kind of action game. Uh, you know, yeah. third person. Shooting. I mean, it was it was right. still it was still tank controls, but you were in a much more open area. Okay, all right. So it was it was still a little tanky. All right. Yeah, it was, it was, it was just a little tanky. Little yeah. tanky. Which right. which in my opinion is is a little janky. It wasn't a howitzer. <laughs> it was more like a yeah. small howitzer. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was a it was it was a Panzer, <laughs> Panzer Dragoon Orta. No, just a regular panzer. That's a different episode. Just a regular panzer. Yes, a regular dragoon. A wanzer. Not no, a crab dragoon. Oh, not crab dragoon. Crab dragoon. <laughs> crab dragoon. <laughs> I mean, Panzer's a tank. I mean, I'm just saying. It is a tank. Yes. Herzog's Y. 
I don't know. I just felt like saying it. <laughs> <laughs> Herzog's why. I just want to tell you. I just, you know, it just, it just, that know. just popped in my head because yeah. it just reminded me of that, that those. IL2 Sturm. Th- those, you know? those words were like no, no vowels. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Even though there are plenty of vowels. Plenty of vowels in there. You just don't pronounce any of them. Yeah, you don't say them. Like Stemlo. Like Shabiban. 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 Uh, but yeah, I mean, this uh, really kind of, it was like almost like a resurgence for the genre, really. Or for the, not the genre, the... Um, the series. Yeah, the series. The franchise. Yeah. Because, I mean, not that 1, 2, 3 and Code Veronica, you know, did bad, but it was just one of those things where, hey, we're on new hardware. It's like kind of like we're just moving forward. And it was just like a, seen as a, a huge stepping stone in like a progression or degression, depending on your point of view, of, of the series. Because it, right. it was different than the, like, the others that came before it. And after yeah, it's it's weird. Like Code Veronica was one of the very few games that I actually played, and I feel like even though I I ha- I'm not a big player of the series, I feel like it's sort of the the redheaded stepchild of the, of the group because like I think you know part of me wonders if okay, th- thank you. You're, I gave <laughs> Steve my hat. It's warm and weird, and I hate it. Moist and sweaty. It's um, not moist. It's not, I didn't say moist. They said moist. I said moist because um, I wanted to say it because I know people hate it. But like Code Veronica, <laughs> like it, it has a lot of weird stuff going for it. Not the least of which is its title, right? It wasn't right. a number. It was just this right. weird. Even yeah. Nemesis was three Nemesis. Right. This is just randomly like this side thing, and it had. I don't remember like if it had a lot of recurring characters in it. I feel like it didn't. I feel like it had new characters. Well, I mean, you you were playing as Claire Redfield, who was a recurring character. Okay, you were so Claire Redfield, redheaded. Get it? No, it's Redfield. Like, it, no, it's like Renfield. Red, Red Redfield. It's Redfield. Yes. Oh, okay. I'm not wrong. You're wrong. <laughs> well, it's a reference to the character from Dracula, which is which is Renfield. But uh, I guess they just changed that. They, they changed it a little bit. The more you know. Um, but anyway, uh, so yeah, uh, you know, so it had a weird name. It was only for the what the Dreamcast. Right, uh, I think it initially uh, was released yeah, for the Dreamcast. Initially. Yeah, but then there was like a Code Veronica X that was for the PlayStation Two. Oh, okay, so it right. did get a remake later. I it was did. thinking that I was thinking not it didn't. even much later. Right, really, but yeah, it it sort of feels like the weird stepchild. But so so then four comes out, and right. everybody's like, oh, okay, yeah. I mean, right. the one one other thing Back that basics, Code but. Veronica did do differently was like um, one, two, and three had like like had the static backgrounds. Oh, and, right, yeah. And Code Veronica actually had, it still had, like, you know, the tank controls, right, the particular camera angles, but the, the environments were all rendered in 3D. Yeah, so like there was fully, some fully sort modeled. of. Yeah. yeah. So there, there was some degree of, like, panning and moving around. But I mean, not I much. haven't seen it in a long time, but I remember thinking that the graphics were very good. And that was, oh, yeah. that was on the Dreamcast yes. that I played. Right. That's, that's the version I played part of. I only say part of it because I didn't get a chance to play through the whole thing because I suck at video games. I did enjoy it, though. And now, instead of Resident Evil 4 being the one I have to finish, now it's Code Veronica is the one I have to finish now. So that 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 title just went to another game. It's really funny because that that's what happened to me back in the day, too. Like, I, I wasn't really acclimated to the whole survival horror thing where you have to, like, go through it and you get to a point you're like okay now i gotta start over and do all that better right because you have such limited resources with your your healing items and your saves and you know because in in this series you can't just save a million times you have tape ribbons and you take the tape ribbons to the typewriter and so you know you like have to bank your saves right and uh and yeah there's x amount of like healing items in the game and that's it 
you're not going to have like enemies randomly spawn right, and, and X amount drop. of bullets and yeah you know. and X amount of bullets yeah all this stuff so it's like you have to conserve right. and be really smart about it and stuff so at the time I that was the first time I'd ever played any survival horror game mm. and I got to a certain point I was having fun but it was this this idea that well now you got to start over and I just couldn't wrap my brain around it I didn't want to start over so I just stopped yeah I hear but, you right. but I, I do recognize that you know it's it's worth it once you go through it a few times and you're like okay you probably feel so freaking good with yourself, you know, right. afterwards. Yeah, but. definitely. I mean, the reason why I stopped is because I, I just forgot to get certain parts in certain rooms. Like, oh, I have to go all the way back here. Uh, okay, well, I'm going to move on to another game because I've got other games coming that I wanted to play. Not necessarily in preparation for this. It just kind of became a happy coincidence. But I was just in that Resident Evil. I just want to play more Resident Evils. I was able to get a bunch of them pretty cheap. So I was like, okay, I had more coming, you know, via eBay. So I was like, okay, I'll just play a little bit of this and a little bit of this. And when the others come, I'll, I'll just go to those. And uh, just uh, for some context for anyone who has not played a Resident Evil game or is not familiar with them, one of the big aspects of these games is you have very limited, like, inventory space. So when you're going through the most games, you know, you can just kind of pick up anything you want and they go into a forever infinite storage box, whatever, menu screen. But with uh, Resident Evil, it's very, very specific how many things you can hold at a given time. Right. Uh, in the first Resident Evil game, you can only have six items on you at a time, and that includes your normal gun, your normal knife, your, the magazine. Your ammunition for the, the gun. The magazine for the gun. So right there, you're looking at, okay, well, if I just want weapons on me, that's three of my six possible spaces taken up. And you're constantly finding... Uh, things that you need to pick up as solutions to puzzles, whether it's right. keys or whether it's books or, or your notes or whatever like that. And uh, and so it becomes a real mind game of what do I want to actually take with me? Because you'll find these storage boxes around where you can dump everything, but you'll have to go back to them if you want to take anything out. And you got to think, okay, do I really want the knife with me? Is it worth it? Right. I'm probably just going to use the gun. So, you know, when Boss Rush and, and Parasite were saying, like, you know, Code Veronica, a lot of times you'll have to backtrack and, and try and do things better and whatever. You know, a lot of it's that kind of, like, item system that you're optimizing. Yeah, it's all management. Yeah, you, yeah you, definitely. You but before we, before we delve too far, I just want to paint the picture for those who don't, like, really know the series that well okay. so it is, it is like an action game they call it survival horror because of all that you know management stuff all the limited resources it, it is a horror based game especially the first few and it's uh you know very atmospheric it's kind of more slow paced i would say the earlier ones the definitely earlier ones. yeah and um and it's 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 definitely zombies you know like that's that's how it starts uh, so you start the, the very first game. This is this is a, this is definitely the first video game that I remember being really creepy, yep. and I was like actually kind of creeped out by. Yep. And they really do a good job of uh, of of setting that that stage and setting the atmosphere and whatever. And uh, you know, there's this very infamous moment in <clears throat> the first game we've talked about off mic plenty of times but it's like the, the first time you see a zombie yep you know because there's weird stuff and you know the you, you know you're, you're dispatched into this house and you try to leave the house and there's like this monstrous like doberman pincher like at the door and you can't get out so you're like kind of trapped in the house just trying to figure out like what's going on what, what went wrong what happened here why is there nobody around and, and whatever and uh 
and like eventually you come to this corridor and there's like somebody down there because there's nobody in the house right except for you and then in your team and then you see that somebody's like down there and they're like you hear like crunching sounds and this uh, person stands up and turns around like so slowly yep and it's this creepy just classic video game moment of uh, of this zombie uh, turning around you see his face and then he starts he he's he knows you're there now so now he's gonna chase you yep and so a lot of it is uh, it starts out you know correct me if I'm wrong the first game starts out it's zombies like human zombies and you're like okay zombies i get it but then what this movie does what this game does that a lot of movies don't do is the the virus the t virus uh turn people into zombies don't only it doesn't only affect humans right which is pretty rare you know in movies and stuff you don't see zombie animals pretty for the most part Mm. you know it have it's happening there are you know zombievers is a thing but right (laughs) <laughs> but I mean, like, you know, in 99% of all zombie things, it's just people. Yeah. So this right. is like, you know, dogs, crows. Right. Plants. Plants. Mm. Isn't there a big spider? Yep. So that, like, and then you find out, well, zombies are actually, like, kind of the first stage of the transformation. Because mm-hmm. the mutation just goes, keeps on going. Right. It's just nuts. And it's just evolution out of control. So you'll have, like, you, you get the opportunity for things like a giant monster spider or a giant monster plant or a giant you know zombie alligator or whatever and it just really opens it up for a lot of fun stuff yeah fun enemies and bosses and also monsters that they came up with completely out of nowhere like there are the lickers yeah and there are these like you know very like, like the bigger enemies that you'd see later on in the game that yeah. are all humanoid but just obviously grotesque yeah it's so yeah. grotesque like their humanity's gone they don't have eyes they don't have a nose you know like they're all all the stuff they're just they're just a monster now at this point you know they have arms and legs basically but that's pretty much yeah. it yeah. and uh, and they're just grosser and grosser and it's right. kind of like kind of a hallmark of the series so um i always really loved that about uh resident evil even though i didn't play a lot of the games i loved the aesthetic and what they added to the genre to the zombie genre, right, yeah. I think was really, really worthwhile and uh, really, really fun. So, you know, I think that's just all I wanted to say. Just like a little bit to set the stage or like right. what it, in general. Yeah, sort of definitely. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, it's definitely, obviously like the, the series has, you know, persevered for some decades now and it's, you know, people who know video games, even people who don't know video games probably know what Resident Evil is. Yeah, they at least have heard or what it of entails. it, you know, in the similar sense like most people know of Zelda. But yeah, to, to say, you know, a lot of gamers are probably somewhat familiar, but it is good to have just a little yeah, bit I mean, of an I, overview. I think, a lot, sure. I think a lot of that familiarity too is probably the, mo- the movies. I mean, there, there's right. like, what, yep. six movies? Yeah. So. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Like live action and, movies and alone. And the CG the, ones. Right. Yeah, there's four the, CG movies and there's... Uh, Six movies, I think. Is there four? Uh, there's a new one that came out in 2017 <clears throat> that we didn't see. Is there four? What? Which one was it? Um, well, well while he D- looks that up, I'm going to go back to the later numbered entries like I intended to, but kind of we got sidetracked with Code Veronica because that's who doesn't get do. si- sidetracked by that? It's a great I know. Game. It's, it's a sidetracker. It is. <laughs> but um, So I guess there's three. Vendetta is the newest one. Yeah, that's, okay. one, that's one that we watched. Vin Diesel. The other one. Resident Evil Vin Diesel. <laughs> Damnation is what we watched. Resident Diesel. Oh, we watched we watched two yeah, we'll Damnation, watch and so yeah. we'll, we can get into the CG movies later. Yeah, right? we will yeah. definitely you know at some point talk about some of the movies and stuff. So, so but it, it says there's a 20 minute short. That's why I was counting uh, that. Biohazard okay. 4D Executor came out in 2000. Uh, it takes you longer to say the name than just watch the actual thing. <laughs> all right. So anyway, um, all right, we talked about Resident Evil 4, and now another one that a lot of fans like at this point are like, okay, now we're getting too action oriented orient oriented. Oriented. Stuff. Oriented. Uh, Resident <laughs> Evil 5. 
which is Cinco. one that I happen to like. This one is uh, actually set in Africa, and it's not, I guess it's kind of zombie-ish, but it's not really zombies, but it's more like a, kind of like in 4, where you had like Las Plaga, where yeah, it's, it's more like a mind like control. Spain, kind of, right? Yeah, yeah, that one was in Spain, but this one was in Africa, and it was like more like a mind control kind of thing, where you just, you know, whoever gets infected is becomes part of like a hive, hive mind. mind kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they, they, they changed it up as the series went. It wasn't always just like one definitive thing that's happening. Right. Yeah. And uh, you actually got a, a partner, uh, Shiva Alamar, who was pretty cool, but you never got to actually control her, which I thought was kind of disappointing. It would be neat to, you know, switch off characters, which which the series would do in other, in, other, um, in other games. But in this particular one, you couldn't. And you still have to share an inventory, which was kind of a pain in the butt because she used up a lot of ammo because she's trigger happy. Blam, 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 blam. That's crazy. So the AI would use up your inventory. I mean, you you would have like nine separate spaces spaces for yourself, and then the the AI would have nine. But she just pissed through that shit. I mean, I think there were settings you could use, you know, just you know, be more defensive minded, or just you know, don't shoot until I or whatever. But. I got you. Yeah. It's like when you're playing a role playing game like Final Fantasy, and like you have the auto characters that are just pissing through their magic points, and you're like, God damn it, that's just a fucking cactus. Yeah. Don't use Firaga on the fucking cactus. <laughs> right. <laughs> on the cactuar. The, cact- the cactuar we cactuar. can just kick. Yeah, just kick them. Right. But, uh, but that, that game kind of got a lot of flack for being like, oh, it's a white guy shooting a whole bunch of African Americans. So they, they was well, they were just right. Africans. They were. They, they <laughs> right. were literally. Yeah, yeah. They were, yeah, they were just Africans, <laughs> they were right? Just Africans. But you know, yeah. So. There were African Americans in Africa, right? They, they went. <laughs> what do you? What is they the just word haven't for that? gone to America yeah. yet? It's like, what, what's the word for someone who actually came from Africa? All right. Oh wait, <laughs> it's, it's like half of what I said. <laughs> but Africans. So let's let uh, say it correctly. And you know, people just deem that super racist. Like, oh, it's like, well, it's it's a video game, and that's where it's set. So there's going to be Africans in Africa, not just African Americans in Africa. In the in the the co pilot there was is she Indian the Shiva lady? No, she's also African. Oh, cool. You know, so there they, you go. So she's part of it. What right. they should have done is they should have had an all black cast of heroes, right? And and had it set in South Africa. Yeah. Fuck y'all. <laughs> <laughs> that's what they should have done. Yeah. But anyway, that's that's a game I actually had a good time with. That's it's actually the only PlayStation game I've platinum trophied. Oh wow! Hey, hey. <laughs> so there, I, I you like it a little bit. bit. I did. I enjoyed it, but a lot of people. This is like kind of like. The, the fan base as a whole was kind of like kind of turning away from that kind of stuff like okay we kind of want right. the, the horror back it's getting too action orientated oriented the word I can't say and uh orientated. so this is five right this is and five what did yes. that come up come out on that was on PlayStation 3 Xbox 360 okay. I believe so definitely PlayStation 3 because that's where I played it okay cool yeah and uh, so did that game have co-op at all yes okay that was actually one of the the I've first never, one I think I've never to played do co-op but I guess a lot of people have, and that's like one of the big things that people actually did people like about do that game. Really like about, it. yeah, because that's what I remember hearing and thinking that's really cool. Right. But yeah, there's not as much focus on solving puzzles and stuff, right? Yeah, it's not very, very little puzzle solving from what I can remember. It, it was mainly just like guns blazing. Though you still had like the tank controls, and you couldn't move while shooting, so that was a little bit awkward. But you got used to it. And uh, I want to say this was the first, well, the first Resident Evil game that I played that had this, which I hate in every game that does this, is like the tur- the gun turret sections. I just, in any game, doesn't doesn't have to be just Resident Evil. Yeah, we were just talking about Dead Space. Oh my god! I just, the <laughs> first the first Dead Space oh you just played through, god. and it has this section that's like you got to destroy meteors yes. or asteroids. Yes. And it is the worst! It totally is the worst. Oh, I hate those parts. Just in general in video games. For some reason, I'm just not good at those. There's a sec. I think I want to say in Dead Space, there's a second turn level, but it's not nearly as 
pain okay. in the butt. So I was like, okay, I got through that one, no problem. So fine, whatever. <laughs> but in Resident Evil Five, there's a, like the, it changes up from like the over the shoulder third person perspective to like you're right first person you're on like the back of a vehicle and you just got this mega turret gun just firing at anything like, that moves is it a turrican a mega turrican it, it could be <laughs> it might be it might be it's not super <laughs> super hyper mega turrican right you are can but it's right like, you are can but it's like oh I just I don't know I, I was just never a fan of those parts I mean I, I know a couple other I think Resident Evil Revelations does the same thing have you ever yeah. played Wild Guns for the Super Nintendo no you would hate it. So let's keep it that way. <laughs> okay. It, it, the whole game's a turret section. Oh, well, then I guess I will skip that one then. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, as I think that's pretty much all I really had to say about it. It's a game I, I thoroughly enjoyed, even though it was, like, you know, going further from the horror and more action yeah, style. I, I have the game. I just never played it. Yeah. It was, it was one of those games yeah. that went down to, like, no money at all because everyone pooped on it. Right, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, People did I poop should play on it. And that, actually, uh, I almost played through it. Again, back in the day, with a, I almost bought the gold version because I was like, oh, the the Move compatible, PS Move. Oh, yeah. But for whatever reason, you have to hit, like, the button on the top to fire and not the trigger. Oh, it's that's like, lame. what? That is dumb. Yeah, the controller has a friggin' trigger right. on it. Right. It's like, like why that's wouldn't for shooting? you use the trigger to fire a gun? Like, even, even on the regular controller, I think X is the fire button. Not, not, a, like a, not R2 not, or L2 right. or whatever. Yeah. And That's even like the, I, if I'm not mistaken, like the original Resident Evil is like it's like L1, L1 to aim, R1, R1 to, shoot. to shoot. Yeah. So it's like okay, they at least it's right on the then. shoulder. So it's right. like you're using that finger like a trigger, so that makes sense. But for, so I think you know, even Resident Evil Four, I think uses like a X button or it's a, or, or the, square or whatever or square, yeah, the, or the Xbox equivalent. It's like all right, we're gonna we're gonna use the uh, the controller for this game is gonna be a mouse. Right. Only uh, instead of moving around with the mouse, instead of moving the uh, the the reticle on the screen, what you need to do is the, the that's how you fire. Okay, so if you want to move up on the on one axis, you have to press the left button over and over, tick 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 tick. And if you want to, it's like oh my god, why are you breaking this? Yeah, try so. to play Super Mario World with only the Super Nintendo mouse. You can't. Yeah, can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but anyway, that's Resident Evil Five. I like the game. A lot of people don't, but hey, you know, whatever. I liked it. And I had fun. That's what's important. Me. Yeah, you. Me. Uh, Me. Yeah, you found you found something to like about it. It's like yeah. you know, we try to. Where'd it go, Berm? Yeah, we yeah. honestly, let's give a round of applause for Happy Berm. Yeah, Happy Berm. Oh, no, save this applause for the next game, because it's also an next game that I like okay. that everyone hates even Ooh. more than five. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. And that would be the sequel, Resident Evil 6. Everyone pretty much universally hates this game. Very true. And I don't love it, but I like it. I had fun playing it. What, what, what can I say? I had fun. I had fun. Uh, it's way even more action than five and four it's put basically together. like a giant cheesy action movie. it's it's michael bay resident evil right is basically <laughs> what this is it like more devil may cry than resident evil maybe not quite that far because i don't think anything's devil may cry devil may cry is kind of like tastefully cheesy though it's like yeah. it's like nudge nudge wink wink like right but, but it's, it's also it's so stylish non- and cool it's st- so non-stop action like it's just it really is right. yeah. ridiculous and uh you got there's like four different campaigns where one of them you got to play as Leon S. Kennedy, the S is for savings. Kennedy. Actually, it's, it's for Scott, but uh, and, and his partner was someone named Helena Harper or Helena Harper. And she's new to the series. Right? She was new to the series. Yeah, yep. Helena. And uh, another one is just Ada Wong by herself because she don't need no man and she or no one Wong. else. Uh, Chris Redfield and Pierce Brosnan. No, not no, Bro- <laughs> Nevins. Nivens and I V A N S. I don't know, Brian. Why would anyone P.S. want to Pierce, Pierce Nevins? Nevins. <laughs> and then the uh, the fourth grouping is Sherry Birkin. Yes, that Sherry Birkin from Resident Evil Two, all grown up now, and Jake Muller, Jill- was also a new character to the series. 
but has, of, but has ties to the to other people in the series. So who was the main character in Five again? Sorry, uh, Chris Redfield. Okay, it was Redfield. and Shiva All Alamar. Right. Okay, gotcha. So then Shiva Shiva was the only new one in that game, or, yes. or like the new main character, right? But six was that like you never got to play as as far as I know, right, which, which sucked. Which would have been cool. Yeah, I think if probably they gave in you a co-op. Choice. In co-op, you probably do. Probably. I mean, I never played co-op, so I don't know. But yeah, so six really just went like totally yeah, different. Six direction. went fucking balls to the wall. Right. Which fucking. I guess, which I guess makes sense why seven is the way it is in a way. Yeah. In a way, but it's still different enough. But yeah, I mean, go go for it if you have more about six you want to talk about. Right. Oh yeah, it's it's one of those games where it's like you know, uh, jack of all trades, a master of absolutely none of them, mm. because it tries <laughs> so many things and it's just. They're all just okay. They're implemented fine. Like, oh, okay, how's the gunplay? It's fine. Oh, it's got, like, uh, melee combat. How is it? It's fine. Oh, it's got uh, stealth. How is it? It's fine. Oh, it's got a cover <laughs> system. It's fine. Everything's just fine. It's got thrills. It's got chills. It's got spills. And it's all fine. Right. It's just fine, though. That, that, and that's probably another reason why people hate it, because it just wasn't great. It was just okay. And diehard Resident and it's not Evil the, fans were like, this is the next one, and for it to right. just be fine isn't enough. I right. And, and the fact that it's, right. it's so action and not... It's delving even further away from horror. It's almost no horror Zombies at all. are basically just fodder at this point. Right, which, just, which they are in so many things, right? Like right. so many movies and, and games only have zombies because what is more fun to shoot than zombies? It's right. completely, Nazis. Guilt, completely guilt-free. Right, Nazis and zombies. And <laughs> yeah. god damn, if you got both of them in the same place, Call right. of Duty knew what they were doing. Right, exactly. And uh, so that didn't really divide the fan base. It made the fan base like, no, this fucking sucks, stop it. <laughs> Except for me. Want to know why? Because <laughs> I played it last week and I liked it now. <laughs> I played it a couple. It was a couple months ago, but I, ago. I still had fun with it. Right. I don't know. Whatever. I know. I understand why people hate it. So I'm not saying the fans are wrong or anyone else's opinion is wrong, even though they are completely not. It's it's cool. Also, I, let it be known I didn't miss the Weird Al reference just there. I, I'm I'm pretty sure people cut onto that. Okay, so cool, good. I, I appreciate that. <laughs> we just want to. We want to. Right. Just make sure. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's a game that I liked and no one else did. And then that got flipped on its ear with Resident Evil 7 Biohazard because everyone loves that game and I don't like it. Because I thought it was boring as hell. Now I recognize that it's implemented well and it's it's done well. It's just not a flavor that I like. The way I like to say it is like, Dr. Pepper's supposed to taste that way. I just don't like the taste of Dr. Pepper. You don't think that there's a way to make Dr. Pepper better. It's really good at being Dr. Pepper. Right. It is what it is. It's just not for me. Right. And I'm okay right. with that. So and that's totally good thing to be able to recognize. Right. A lot of people feel like if you don't like it, there's something wrong with it. It's right. like, no, you yeah, just don't like it. Not not everything has to be made for me. Even though, <laughs> even though it, it should. Well, it isn't. You know, so another round of applause for Bert. I know, right? We, we have progress think, today. This right. is nice. This is a breakthrough. We're working through some shit. Exactly. <laughs> Break but I barriers. recognize that there's, there's just going to be things I don't like, and this is one of them. And mm. it, it was weird because I was so looking forward to playing this game at, you know, while I was playing 6. It's like, oh, people are saying it's going back to its roots, and, and this and that. They're like, oh, Resident Evil is back. It's, you know, it's you know got, it's you know, it, it's, it's whatever. And I'm playing as like... Am I playing the same game? This doesn't feel like Resident Evil at all. At all. Right. And it's like, oh, God. Yeah, the, the whole first-person perspective, I think, you know, they really probably were trying to tie it into, like, the whole virtual reality aspect. Right. I, I hear it's a really awesome VR game. And and that is 100% how I hope to play it someday. But, uh, yeah, it's it's definitely a departure in, in that perspective, but uh, it brings back a lot of the kind of, like, puzzle solving and stuff that yeah. was maybe largely absent right. from the last few. Yeah. So I think that really did it for a lot of people. But yeah, it's it is still its own thing. Yeah. It well, definitely felt like it was it felt the least Resident Evil out of all the Resident Evil games I played. Interesting. Yeah, and I guess I if I'm if I uh, recall correctly, I guess it was like a, a western 
uh, writer for like the story and stuff, so or director or something like that. Because doesn't it take place in like the Bayou? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Is Billy there? No. Billy <laughs> oh, skipped town that day. Billy. Uh, probably for good reason. Yeah. But so. yeah, I mean, it's just, I don't know. I mean, at first I really like the aesthetic mm-hmm. because they look, kind of look like one of those like late 70s, early 80s, like, you know, horror movies, kind of like, you know, Texas Chainsaw Massacre or right. even maybe even more recently like a Rob Zombie type movie, which I'm not a big fan of Rob Zombie movies, but I can appreciate, you know, he's, he's definitely got a, a style, mm-hmm. but that style does nothing for me. So <laughs> that, that feeling went away pretty quickly after about an hour and it's like, okay, every, I'm looking at everything through a fuzzy piss orange filter okay i'm kind of getting sick of everything's starting to look the same now i'm like uh oh wait i get to go outside now everything has a blue and gray filter because outside and dark so okay that's not much better also you don't give a fuck if he's rob zombie get the fuck out of your way right exactly like we've established (laughs) in in a previous episode so resident evil 7 is supposed to be like the prequel to the the first one right i am not 100 percent sure maybe i know it touches upon i don't want to i mean i didn't play all i only played like three hours of this game so I didn't play to the end so I don't know exactly what happens but I hear it does tie itself to the Resident Evil lore near the end of the game so it's like oh 95% of this game has nothing to do with Resident Evil except for magically transporting item boxes and key weird keys and doors how but do you hey, save do you save with the typewriter uh, with a cassette deck mm. which I think is pretty cool I appreciate that cool. that is yeah, pretty that is cool, cool. yeah but uh, uh, so so seven is a uh, first person game. Yes. So you don't see your character. So that's that's a first for the series, right? Yeah. Uh, not including oh. like some of the shooter games. Oh, Dead yeah, Aim, yeah, right? Yeah. Like Dead Aim Dead and the Aim, Chronicles yeah. games are technically first person, I guess. But. Okay, but yeah, of the main series. Yeah, yeah, of the main series. Yes. All right. So that's very different. It is. It is. <clears throat> Can we just go back for one second uh, to Shiva Alamar? Yes. So I've looked her up uh, after you're talking. And I have to say that um, if people are complaining about, you know, racism in that particular ser- uh, series entry, um, this this character would probably do nothing to change people's opinions. Uh, she's uh, So you said she's not playable. As far as I know. I'm pretty sure she is in multiplayer, though. Maybe in multiplayer, real. but I, I never played so. multiplayer, so I can't really talk about that. Okay, so in the main, the main campaign, she's, uh, this is not a black woman. They, they've never seen a black woman, if they think this is what they <laughs> look like. Um, she looks uh, tan. She has uh, brown, straight hair. She's, um, I mean, she looks Hispanic at best, I would say. Uh, but to say that she's an African woman is ludicrous. Yeah. I mean, well, really- is that what it says in the description? Maybe yep. I'm just remembering wrong. No, it says she's a native African operative. Okay. So she's supposed to be African, and she, uh, for half her costume, uh, she wears a, bikini, a leopard bikini. I mean, this is this is. <laughs> Not yeah, pandering. Right. No, this is like insulting. I mean, this is this is. It's, it's literally just like, oh, here, yeah. you know, guys who are playing this game have yeah. have eye candy. Yeah, and you know, to say that she's the African character is is ridiculous. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, she does look cool. I mean, she's her costumes are you know, they're cool. I guess they're just right. it's like, come on, guys. Yeah, yeah. Video, uh, video games. games. Yeah, video games for white guys, basically. Yeah, horny teens. All right, so that pretty much takes care of those entries. Now, the next group I want to talk about are some of the offshoots that are Revelations, Revelations 2, and the Umbrella and Darkseid Chronicles. I will start with Revelations 1, which was, I believe, originally for the 3DS? Yeah, yeah, there was a 3DS so. game exclusively, and pretty <laughs> damn impressive. <laughs> right, but it was for a while, like right. for, for like quite a few years, and it looked damn good on a handheld, man. Yeah. I have to say, pretty impressed. Right, and I I played this like a digital version that was re-released on like 
was it PS3 I think PS probably. yeah either PS3 or PS4 might have been PS4 actually oh, pardon me and uh, so Bro. that's how I played it and I I enjoyed it you, you had another partner that you couldn't actually play as um, and what was his name if I get my notes Resident Evil uh, Revelations one these um oh I know right because all these are like so out of order but but anyway he's um Berm. He's, he's, he's got an Italian sounding name, so he probably talked like a pizza chef. So, <laughs> you know, the series going As, full racist. Yeah, just full racist. Yeah. yeah, they're like you know Nintendo's Punch Out or something like that. Just everything's no, oh, a stereotype. Oh god, that did not age well. <laughs> yeah. Parker Luciani is what his name is. Luciani. Luciani. His name's partner. Parker. Parker. Oh, Parker. Parker. <laughs> Parker, because that sounds like a uh, like a western like racist western character. His name's Partner. You're like, hey, Partner. His partner. Hey, partner. <laughs> hey, partner. A real spaghetti western. But like, also, that's what they say. They always say that. But during the game, you also get to play as like other characters, like uh, Chris Redfield, um, like helper assistant. Yeah, and his, his <laughs> partner was his name's uh, Jessica Sherawat. A weird last name, and then there was like another section where you got to play as like two completely like different random characters, Keith Lermley, which is a, no Lermley. Lermley. Can we just get one Lermley. last name we can pronounce? Right, exactly. <laughs> Keith Lumley and Kirk Madison. In Kirk Sherbibin. So, but uh, that Sherbibin. game is like you know the over the over the shoulder perspective, like uh, you know four and five and six. Uh, but I believe that came out before six. Let me see my notes here. Revelations 1 came out in 2012, so it's the same year, actually, as Resident Evil 6. Shut up. Shut up, shut up right now. But, I, but that was a fun game. It wasn't one, wasn't one of my favorites, but it, it served the purpose. You just shot zombies, you shot undead things, and it was, it was a good yeah, time. Yeah, I think, I think the fact that it was made for a handheld probably limited it a bit. Yeah, and uh, you can tell they, they made that one in the sequel right. just for the 3DS at first, which is like, uh, for a full 3D title to be portable was definitely... Uh, Maybe not a first, but pretty right. early. Yeah, I mean, definitely. If I, if I played this on a 3DS, I would have been way more impressed with it than right. I was, you know, for the PS3. For but sure. I still had fun with it, so it was still a decent game. Cool beans. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and move on to Revelations 2, which is actually one of my favorites of the whole series. I enjoyed this game a ton, and it's one that actually Nintendo got, Nintendo got for me back when I first got a PS4. What a, so, what a buddy. Yeah, so that's like one of the, like, oh, I happen to have three Resident Evil games with me when this whole thing started, and that was one of them. That was actually the first one I started playing was Resident Evil Revelations 2, and the other two I had were... Look Re- what you did, right. Joe. I know. The other God two, damn I create a monster. Right. The other two, in case anyone <laughs> or uh, any people are wondering, are uh, Resident Evil 5 and Resident Evil Code Veronica on the Dreamcast. R-E-C-V. Yeah. But, um, yeah, Revelations 2, it had this neat, like, partner system where you could actually switch partners on the fly, and they each had, like, their own, like, you know, abilities or whatever. Like, um, the main two, in my opinion, were Claire Redfield and um, Moira... Uh, Bart, uh, what the f- Bart Snarf. Bart Snarf, like Barry's daughter. <laughs> yes, that Barry. Barry Bart. Moira Burton. And um, that's not even hard. It's not. I just, I just forgot. <laughs> I'm not even hard. Because I'm thinking, I was thinking like Sherry Burke from lots, lots of B names in this series. But uh, anyway, uh, Claire was, you know, obviously, you know, very handy with like, you know, firearms and stuff. But not Moira. She was like really dead set against not using them and there was a story reason for that and it was fleshed out and actually Mora became a pretty cool character in my opinion but she would you know use a crowbar which is also you know cool you get to beat things over the head and she'd use a Did she also use a lattice maybe I didn't particularly use it when I was you know, <clears throat> playing 
Was her name Zamie Sonnumal? Zamie Sonnumal? Moira Bernal. No, wait. Zamie Sonnumal. Newell. 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 I like these cloth funnels. Inverted cloth funnels. Inverted cloth right. funnels. <laughs> Continue. But, uh, and she would also have like a flashlight that she could like, you know, quickly shine in like enemies' eyes and startle them for a bit, which leaves, leaves them open to attack. That's neat. So they, they had different play like styles. A, there's never been a character that had all weird, like, you know, kind of practical weapons exclusively, right? right. Like, that's cool. Yeah, so I thought that was pretty neat. And then the other pairing was is Barry Burton of the same Burtons. The Bart Snarfs. And, uh, his, Bostwick Barry. Right. <laughs> Lamb-based Bostwick. Don't open that door. <laughs> <laughs> Lamb Bass Burton. And uh, his partner was a, a little girl named Natalia Corda. And I guess her thing was, I, I barely ever played as her because, I mean, she could see, like, weird spectral images, like, around corners and through walls, and she could use a brick. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. That's like, that was her way. She's, like, standing there with a brick. Come at me, bro. Pretty much. So I, I barely ever... I will brick you so hard. Right, the, the bricks <laughs> were, like... she could use a brick. Yeah. Give me a brick. Give me a brick. She came standard with a brick. She comes standard. <laughs> yeah. You don't even have to pay extra for that. No. Right. And there are just bricks lying around all over the place. Like, oh, cool. What's this? Oh, I can use this. <laughs> Why can no other character use these? What the fuck? <laughs> I know, right? It's so exactly. dumb. <laughs> it's just for the little girl to, like, heave at enemies. Heave. <laughs> and fuck. Like That's I said, awesome. I mean, though the she's brick... like frost in that way, right? So, but like I said, you heave frost. That's not a type of frost. Frost heaves. Oh, what? Frost heaves. <laughs> I was thinking like hoar frost, resident frost, heave, heave frost. <laughs> no, I was thinking the uh, if we were a little bit more political, the name of this episode could be President Evil. I think that would be really <laughs> yeah. topical. Yeah. Oh, we probably shouldn't do that. It, it might still be. I don't know. It's a great game series, the greatest game series, believe me. It's bigly. It's bigly great. Nobody knows zombies like I do. Yeah, I'm, I'm the best at shooting zombies. No one's better than shooting zombies than I am. <laughs> it's weird how everybody else is orange and has uh, small hands but me, though. That's really weird. <laughs> he must love Rob Zombie's movies. <laughs> yeah. Permanent orange filter. Yeah. <laughs> cool shit. But, you know, you could, uh, like, going back to the game, uh, you can right. switch between characters on the fly, and that helps, you know, Doing certain like objectives, certain puzzles. You know, you need uh, like uh, the you know Natalia is she's small, so she could fit through particular areas and get into rooms that Barry couldn't because he's a big bulking mass of shit. Bostwick Barry, right? <laughs> he's a, a bulbous big bastard, bulking, big you... bulbous bulking bastard, lambast Bostwick, <laughs> Lamb. <laughs> big McLarge huge, <laughs> lambast. I love that name so much. <laughs> Such an amazing word. I mean, nothing. Uh, if nothing else, it should be a band or something. Mean, it should be some. Uh, yeah. We'll have to figure out. Maybe that's the name of our mascot. I was gonna say it should be the <laughs> name of our mascot. Lambast. <laughs> Bostwick. Lambast. Lambast. Bostwick. Bostwick. It sounds fucking fancy, man. It, it does. does. Oh shit, that's funny. one tentacle. Like yeah, as he's drinking his, you know, beverage. Yeah, sure. One right. tentacle up instead of a pinky. Oh my lord. The monocled tentacle. Right. Anyway, let's let's move on from that. Derailed. Let's go to the only two like rail shooter games that I'm familiar with. Actually, on rails. Never mind. On rails. These, these are on rails. Uh, this is the Umbrella Chronicles and the Dark Side Chronicles. And I'll try to go through this a little quickly. Uh, Narnia Chronicles. Umbrella Chronicles, like I said, you know, on rail shooter takes place has like some set pieces that take place in Resident Evil Zero. 
and Resident Evil 1 and mm-hmm. 3. Oh, neat. So a little bit of a timeline going on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's fun. And I had a blast playing this game. I thought this game was super fun. The graphics were, okay, dated, and they weren't the best, but they were right. serviceable. Right. And it was cool seeing like 3D representations of like familiar areas that I've gone through in those games. So that was, I, mean, I was fresh off of playing Resident Evil 0 when I started playing this game. It's like, oh. Mm. And like the first set of stages is set in Resident Evil 0. I'm like, oh, cool. Yeah, I was kind of really cool. just playing this game, so I'm kind of right back at home. Was 0 really only ever on the GameCube, or did they re-release it? They released that because I played it on the PS4, I want to say. Okay, cool. So, uh, good, good, good. Yeah. Dark Side <laughs> Chronicles. Someone did the Dark, Dark Side. No, Umbrella Chronicles. Yeah. yeah uh, you, you could play you as see. either Rebecca... Rebecca Chambers or Billy Cohen. Uh, you could, and it's another one of those games where you could switch partners on the fly. You hit a button and you just take control of the other one, which is also also important for like because uh, sometimes you'll get separated or you'll just need to be in two places at once to solve a puzzle. So I, I I really got a kick out of you know when Resident Evil did that with their partners. I thought it just made them more useful instead of just just picking one and then sticking with it. Yeah, because like the- Resident Evil Six. Yeah, in in, in <laughs> right. uh, the original one too, you could play through it as Chris or Jill, and that was neat because there's differences in each playthrough. But it right. is cool to be able to have alternate characters with different abilities and stuff right. too. And um, back to Umbrella Chronicles. Umbrella, <laughs> Umbrella <laughs> Chronicles. Chronicles. Uh, like I said, I also went through Resident Evil, parts of Resident Evil One, so you could play as you know Jill or Chris. And then Resident Evil 3, which is just Jill. But she also had like a, a partner you couldn't control in the original 3. But uh, you could take control of in this particular game. And his name is, if I can get to the right part of my notes, Carlos Oliv- Olivera. 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 Olivera, yes. Holy shit. Olive. <laughs> I am just not good with any name whatsoever. No, but that's making content. This is good shit. It, yeah, and, uh, and this character was in two of the movies. Okay, yeah. This character was in my two favorite of the movies. Yep. Number two and number three, and he was yep. played by Oded Fair of The Mummy fame. Cool. He's hot. Yeah. And dreamy. Yeah, very <laughs> much so. Anyway, uh, yeah, so that was a pretty fun game. I, and then there's other parts where you unlock, you actually get to play as Albert Wesker. Which oh, is you know, neat. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, so I thought that was neat. He's kinda, a member of Stars. And it kind of, I mean, it doesn't really give you any new story bits as far as Resident Evil lore, but it, it ties, maybe gives you a little bit of morsels here and there that kind of like tell you what happened between the games and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was pretty neat. Yeah. Yep. And then the sequel, again, a game I was looking forward to playing because everyone universally loved this game. They're like, oh, this is so much better than Umbrella. Um, I said it again. Umbrella Chronicles. You know, Umbrella. 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 Like. <laughs> it does sound it's pretty good, cool. Good it's, company like, name. it's like Umbilicus. Yes. <laughs> a thing I also like. Umbilicus Maximus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but um, the Dark Side Chronicles is a game I fucking hate with a fucking fiery passion. Burn, Dark Side like Chronicles, burn. The Fury of Two Sons. <laughs> <laughs> like Arizona? Oh, I don't know. I, I Am I playing the same game as everyone else? Because everyone fucking loves this game. Okay, the graphics are way better than Umbrella Chronicles. Which is you know, not even debatable. Their graphics are just way better. They're actually really good. And I love the fact that you can actually dedicate button assignments to different weapons. So you can, instead of like, because in Umbrella Chronicles, you have to cycle through the weapons until you get to oh, the one you want, which yeah. is yeah. a pain in That's the ass. Awkward. Yep. Yeah. Whereas in Dark Side Chronicles, if you're using like the navigator controller, you can like use like one of the D-pad directionals. Okay, up is like your handgun, down is your shotgun, or whatever you assign it to. And it's just you know you just hit a direction and you switch to your gun, and there there you go. Way easier. And then you can have more than four guns, but you can have to go to your inventory screen and then reassign you know certain button assignments. 
So right. that that system is like way freaking better than oh did did oh shit I missed it did, did, oh I'm already fucking dead fuck <laughs> right right so that was one thing that I didn't like about the previous game but this game actually you know did that better remedy that and oh and another thing in Umbrella Chronicles you you come across an herb and if you pick it up you just basically use it right there whether or not you need it instant eat instant instant eat and in Dark Side well, Chronicles that super sucks it does because yeah. if you don't need it oh well. If you don't need so it, you, you gotta eat leave, it. Yeah, so what you're supposed to do is just leave it there, and then later when you do need it, you have to backtrack to that no, spot. No, you can't. It's on rails, so you don't you don't backtrack. Oh, right, right. It's, just it's an ORS. Yeah, it's just take it if you want it. If not, oh well. Yeah. Take it if you want it, but take it if you don't. in Dark Side Chronicles, you can actually, you don't use them. You, you put them in your inventory, and then you can use them whenever you want. Put them in your pocket. You gotta, you know, pause the game, go into your inventory, and then you can use it. Or at, at your least, I, I, I might be uh, remembering wrong, but uh, it in your pants. if you die and you still have an herb, it just automatically uses the uh, that's the That's the first aid oh, spray. A, oh, okay. The first aid right. spray will automatically get used once your life, life is depleted. So it's kind of like a Which, is, which is the same thing in Umbrella Chronicles. Oh, okay. It's like, right. yeah, that's, what the, that's the whole first aid sprays thing. It's like when okay. you die, it just it's automatically a, it's uses. It's a phoenix down. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. And that was all I liked about this game. The, the two things I hated most about this game is the friggin' wonky, friggin' shaky camera? It's con- it's also- it's like you're on a boat on rough waters all the t- all the time, constantly, and it makes it like nearly impossible to really aim at anything. It's like what? Who the fuck made this decision? This is so fucking terrible. And another thing I hate is um some of the boss. I want to say at least half the boss fights, maybe even more. It's like even when you deplete the boss's health bar, it makes you interrupt one of its attacks for reasons that make sense to nobody. And it's just you, and you just sit there, and, and the the boss will just go through the same animation again until you interrupt this particular attack for whatever reason. And if you don't, he just keeps hitting you until you die. And it's like, okay, I'm just gonna point my reticle. Since of course all this is going on with like wavy cam, and it's like, okay, I'm just gonna put my reticle somewhere in the vicinity where I think I'm supposed to hit him, and just keep pulling the trigger and hope hit the sp- hope I hit the spot the game wants me to hit eventually, maybe someday. Another thing I hate. The Dutch. The Dutch. Yes. <laughs> but it's like, so whenever I beat a boss... JK I, Holland. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, like, whenever I, I beat a like boss... a writer. I never felt good about it. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> JK <laughs> Holland. Oh. <laughs> Fuck. Sorry. That's okay. Lambass. Lambass. Bostwick. Right. <laughs> so, like, whenever I friggin' beat a boss, I never felt good about it. I never felt like I accomplished, I accomplished that, anything. It's I a just, terrible system because, like, what the frig is the point of having the health bar? It just, once it gets to zero, now you need to just do the specific thing you need to to kill him. It's like, that's dumb. I, yeah, I kind of feel like they've die. done that with other games, too. I just can't really? remember. I, just, I don't recall. So, like, maybe, like, like, House of the Dead 3 maybe did that? Oh, maybe. I didn't I really could play that wrong. much of so that game. Super, super, like, you know, related tangent, but um, the original Breath of Fire game. The original Breath of Fire game, when you killed a boss, it would it would die and then stand back up, and you would need to hit it two more times, no matter what. Right. Every single one you had to do that. It's like, just give it a little bit more health. What the fuck is this? It's it's just stupid. It it's is. dumb right. to do that. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's and even people who love this game, which is pretty much everyone except me, We'll all like be like, oh yeah, yeah. The the wobbly cam is kind of annoying. It's like, how are people okay with this? I feel like I like that. <laughs> or that's like breaking. That's game right. breaking. It's like I, fucking I, on rails yeah. shooter. It's like if my I can't ma- look at stuff. It's like my that, that's like my Mogatu moment in like Zoolander. It's like yeah. I feel like I'm taking <laughs> crazy <pills>. right. <laughs> <laughs> He's only got one look for Christ's sake. Like blue steel, Ferrari, Latigra. 
He's making the same face. Doesn't anyone notice this? I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. I invented the keyboard necktie. What have you done? Nothing. You've done nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but that's how I feel. It's like it's like me playing Super Mario Brothers and like instead of controlling the height of the jump by holding down the jump button, like no, it's he just jumps at a random height every time. That's okay. Every time. No, it's not okay. Right. It's like I can never predict this. Ah. Uh, <laughs> But apparently I'm the only one who has a problem with this, so whatever. Anyway, let's, uh, let's uh, step away from that and let's talk about some of the movies that have uh, encompassed the Resident Evil yeah. name. So, Nintendo, you actually own uh, two of these, so why don't you start the, talking the about... The CGI ones, I, I have uh, Damnation and... Uh, what's Degeneration. Degeneration. Degeneration! Degeneration. Degeneration was the first one. It came out in... Um, not counting that 20-minute short that came out in 2000. This one came out in 2008. Yeah. And uh, that sounds right. And all three of these movies star Leon S the S is for Savings Kennedy and uh, they are voiced by the, the same, same guy, guy. Who did the voice from the the games, yeah. Right. Troy Baker. So, yeah, the, the first no, movie <laughs> the first movie was just bad. It's just like, okay, so the first five minutes of the movie is like, okay, zombies, okay, this is cool. Takes oh, place Matthew in, in Mercer a, is, is uh, Leon S. The S is for Savings Kennedy. <laughs> so this takes place in an uh, airport, and the zombies just take over, and then they kind of like just move away from the zombies, and then that's like the last you see of the zombies. Yeah, I feel and like then, the like, zombies were in it for lot, five seconds. It's like, like a lot of nothing happened. Huh. It's like I don't remember too much about that movie. I've seen it like two or three times, and I don't know. It's just, it's just like a nothing fest, memorable. Right? It's just yeah, and it's not what you want. It's not what you want out of a Resident Evil. Film. Right. It really like, isn't. Right. It has like one of like the worst antagonists in, in the whole franchise. It's so freaking stupid. This guy who wants like revenge for uh, uh, someone like killed his parents or something. So he wants to inject himself with the with this virus, and he just turns into this monster at the end of the movie and it's like it's fucking stupid like why why do you need why do you need to turn yourself into this into this monster to get your revenge it's like good i I've, you, now you've completely lost yourself and you definitely don't even appreciate anything because you're you're gone you're right. insane you have you're no brain gone. you're essentially like dead. come on so i do not recommend this movie even to the biggest resident evil fan it's just so fucking bad if anything you're better off liking the movie if you have no interest in resident evil at all because right. people who like resident evil don't give a it's shit it's the perfect it. resident evil movie for people who aren't fans of resident evil <laughs> right right even, even if you like zombie movies yeah it's not it's, 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 it's not, not even not a zombie, zombie movie. movie so damn the second one damnation was definitely better so we definitely the four better. of Way us better. actually re uh we rewatched damnation and then we watched uh, we, we the watched third it. one which is uh, vendetta. vendetta we, we watched, watched Brolka. Them. we watched those two <laughs> last week right for this episode right. so we were just checking those so out. yeah the second one was definitely a, a lot better um but again it suffered from like you no know, trying to explain what's going on in the movie is like okay so what so what does much. like what does this virus do like why do they need this virus to do whatever they need to do in the city or whatever is just really convoluted but hey zombies there are more and there, zombies in and this one there were also a lot of liquors yeah mo mostly liquor <laughs> mostly you needed mostly a lot liquors. of liquor for that first movie yeah you did yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the second one had uh things that i wasn't familiar with but you guys said was actually taken from five i believe those uh the blooms like they were like plants almost that turned you into hive mind they were, they oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. They, so, yeah. They, they, they mentioned the okay. lost plagas yeah. yeah that was definitely so those four. were definitely in the second movie Damnation. yeah 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 definitely a lot better movie also the movie sure. had a really great first act i like how i can say yeah. Lost plagas but not burton 
Yeah. I think it's amazing. <laughs> and Umbrella, apparently. Dia de los Santos. You're improving Umbra- Umbrella. I am. You're turning Umbrella. Umbrella. It does sound so good, though. Yeah. I, I, that it has a good like mouthfeel. Yeah, it would be a Sonata Arctica album. Or right, something. Umbrella. Um,. <laughs> Yeah, Damnation was uh, was definitely better. It did have it that did came have out in two thousand eleven, two thousand twelve. Okay, <clears throat> third one just came out like two years ago. Seventeen. Yep, Vendetta. And Vendetta. I personally thought that was the best of the three by definitely. a lot. Yeah, I didn't yeah. love it, but I mean, I thought it was by far the best, and I loved the uh, the final villain of it. Oh, which was the vi- big? Well, it was the Mister right. X tyrant? Oh, right, right. right. Yeah. There was like like four or five of them or something like that. Yeah, I think there was, there was two. Was, at least two, yeah. I thought but, I saw three. It was like three or but something. But they, they started off and it was just one, and and then there was more. But yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. it was a, uh, it was really really cool looking. And then he had a second stage transformation, and he became more more tyrant looking. My final form, more naked. But uh, yeah, but yeah, there were nude. There were uh, liquors in this one too. They weren't yep. as prevalent, but it was cool. It's like okay, there's some continuity, and. The other, the other continuity, I think, is that it's you know they all star Leon S. The S is for Savings Kennedy, right? Yeah. So, right. Clearly, no accent since four was so darn popular, and I feel like he really became extra popular after four. Right. Um, yeah. Which yeah. one was the? Uh, so I thought it was um, Damnation, but was which was the one where the first scene was like the mansion? They were like in the mansion. They were doing all the snooping around. Was that Vendetta? Was that, that the, was Vendetta. the third? Vendetta. That was yeah. Okay, yeah. that's what I meant so when I said like the first act was great. Yeah, the first act in Vendetta was super cool. It felt like Resident Evil. Right, it was totally. very, very gory, and yeah. this is like this is what we needed. Yeah, yeah. like what a whole movie of that would be great. Yeah. Well, it's funny because the first game is essentially an old dark house story. Totally is. It's it's yeah. like an action. Slow action, but you know, essentially that's that's it. It's the old old dark house setting, yep. and um, you know the uh, the subsequent games, you know, were outside and in all these different locations. But the first one is very claustrophobic. It takes place yep. in one setting, and I think that that's really cool. You're just trying to get the frig out of that house, and uh, it's really, I think, what I loved about that whole thing. And uh, yeah, so it was nice. It was nice, you know, actually doing that because none of the actual. Uh, the Wes Anderson movies, uh, no, it's not Wes Anderson. Um, the Mila Jovovich movies, none of those actually take place in the house. You know, it's yeah. it's always just you know they're so so barely Resident Evil. There's no right. residents, right? Yeah. And we can we can transition into those just briefly. Right. First one came out uh, Mila Jovovich movies. So um, I'm trying I'm trying to figure out who it's pronounced Hohovich. Ho- Hohovich. It's pronounced Umbrella. It's pronounced Olivera. So the first, <laughs> first one came out in 2002, and there are, um, according oh, to two? this, there are <laughs> six of them. Six. Yep. So we got Resident Evil, Resident Evil Apocalypse, Resident Evil Extinction, then Afterlife, then Retribution, then the final chapter, which was 16. And yeah. me personally, I have only seen the first four, and then I kind of stopped because I lost interest. But I'm, a, I'm definitely a fan of the second and the third one, the third one being my favorite, Extinction. Uh, and what I love about it is we get zombies that look like zombies, and it takes place in the desert, and that's not really a typical place you see zombie movies take place. True. And uh, so it's a lot, a lot of like you know, <clears throat> the palette's very brown and very dusty. So you don't have like oozing ooey gooey zombies. You have like dry desiccated zombies, and I, I think it really just looks cool. Uh, and I don't know, I like that movie a lot. Right. I also think you know it's uh, another zombie desert movie, The Mummy. Oh, the mummy. That's true. Uh, but Odin. I feel like you don't call the the mummy a zombie. No, but, but you like know, I guess technically, I guess technically he had zombie guards too. Yeah, sure. Well, I, if I you want to get right down to it. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. It's just cool. Um, but, but it's not. A, it's not a typical setting. It's yeah, a setting you don't see very often. Definitely. With that definitely type of. true. 
Uh, and and I, I do I do see your point, but the mummy I don't know I, a mummy I feel oh, yeah, like it's, it's still, a separate it's still monster. Definitely uncommon. But um, for Apocalypse, the second one I, I will say I, this is the only one I actually rewatched for this episode. This is a movie that I saw in the theater, and I did think was and I still think was fun. I do think that uh, that the depiction of Jill is really cool. She physically she looks just like her in the yeah. first game. Yep. And uh, her acting, you know, Sienna Gallery's acting, she's not the best, um, but she's she's. She's pretty good looking, and she really, really looks like the character. And uh, I mean, you know, I think that the nemesis from three being the bad guy of this movie was really, really fun because uh, that movie, that that game, I should say, was a game that I actually watched Boss Rush Mode play way back in the day. Right. Because you know, you know, we've talked about this, and I've talked to a lot of people. Um, you know, there were certain games that you would like. I don't know, you'd get together with your friends, you'd hang out over the weekend or whatever, and maybe your friend was playing through the through a game. And it wasn't only just about like you waiting for your turn. It was actually fun. We're hanging out, but your friend is playing the game. Right. Because exactly. they're the one that's going through it. So sometimes like there were certain games that I actually got to see a lot of, but that I never actually played a lot. And to this day, when I see that game like listed somewhere or whatever, I'm like, oh that that's a that's a boss rush game. Stars. So yeah, so like <laughs> Resident Evil Three Nemesis for the PlayStation One. One, yep. Um, I like that. I, I saw a ton of that game. He would like bring it over. He'd be like, "Oh, yeah, I'll play this part again. This part was really cool. Check this out." And uh, and I just really remember you loved the Nemesis, and, yep. and it was neat. He only says stars like yep. he just did, and like um, you know, he's this big tyrant that you know is programmed essentially just to to kill stars. Uh, and I feel like he was the only tyrant that was ever like under their control. Probably. Um, Everything else is just like a big chaos, you know, yeah. X Factor monster destroy everything thing. But, but, but the, you know, he was tactical. He was like under their control. They had, they'd somehow yeah. programmed him. And uh, anyway, so he shows up in, in the second movie. And the movie's, you know, it, it's cheesy. It's, it's, you know, goofy, whatever. But, but, oh man, the Nemesis is like got to be one of the most like one to one designs from any source material to a movie. I swear to God, like, yeah, he looks really good. It, it, he's just perfect. He, they didn't change him at all. He's just the nemesis. And so I think that's really fun. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. He, he does. I mean, yeah, like I said, the practical effects really, you know, make it, you know, freaking awesome too. It's not, he's not like a CG, yeah. like, he's not, even a CG representation of like the exact thing from the game would still would have been cool. Yeah. But the fact but he's that, practical. It, yeah, it was. Super. And he's humongous, right? And his face is like not just a static thing, right? Uh, it, it you know it does move, and when he like scream and he shouts yeah. and he's shooting and stuff, I mean like his mouth opens more, and yeah. I mean there are some close ups where you can tell they're doing some CG with like the eye, but right. even they look amazingly yeah. good, right. and it's clearly like CG over practical, right? Which right. I think always tends to look a little bit better, yeah. just like the original Brendan Fraser Mummy, I think had better effects than the sequel did, the Mummy Returns, because the, for the Mummy Returns they're like okay. Okay, we don't need to have any practical stuff. Right, it was we're gonna go CG, full CG, right. and it looked, and you know the, and you could tell that the end with the Scorpion King right. became like for for years it yeah. was like the benchmark, high watermark for like terrible CG in yeah. movies. Yeah. Everybody complained about the yep. the, the rock, the CG yeah. rock. <laughs> yeah. He's like right. a, a scorpion centaur right. at the end of that movie. He's so CG, it's just Scorp-tor. disgusting. <laughs> and and it's like I always said that like honestly, it probably would have looked great. If they had just had his face, yeah. If they had done like the Green Lantern thing, mm-hmm. not that I'm defending the Green Lantern thing, but at least that, you know, it had Ryan Reynolds there. Right. His body was CG, but but his face was still his face. So I think it would have been. I'm not saying amazing, but like better. Yeah. And you know, I think that you know, you, the the scorpion being 
CG the scorpion body. It's like whatever. You, you're not. You're you, the thing that's that's triggering you is the 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 uncanny valley is in the is in the face right. of the human. Yep. Yep. But uh, but anyway, so yeah, the fact that it, that the nemesis was all practical was just yeah. so great. It definitely yeah. did injustice. Yeah, for sure. All right, so uh, I just want to before we get back to my last kind of group of games. Um, want to give a shout out to basically the movie and the game that really launched this franchise before it was even called Resident Evil. And it's a game that ended up coming out in the Japanese Famicom and a movie that was, as far as I know, only released in Japan. It's called Sweet Home. Sweet Home. Very, mm-hmm. I mean, I've never played it's the game. It's pretty sweet. That's what I hear. It's in the name after all. It is. <laughs> but I hear the game is pretty good. I just never played it, so I can't really speak to it, you know, from a, you know, I have no experience with it, so I don't know. But I guess uh, it's got permadeath, so if a character dies, they are dead forever, which is kind of, you know, nerve-wracking. Yeah, definitely <laughs> nerve-wracking. and kind of unheard of back yeah. in the day. Right. Like a Nintendo like era Nintendo, game. Right, yeah. yeah. Definitely. But uh, I, I hear a lot of people giving that game praise, so hey, if you want to play that type of game, go for it. I, you know. I, I probably should at some point in life. I'm pretty sure they're English what translations, are, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, our buddy, our buddy Greg Drought. Is that how you say his last name? I actually don't know. Um, I've never referred from, him to his last uh, his from last Gorilla name. Games, right? Uh, also, a listener of the show. Um, you know, he actually has some repro cards of the translation for Sweet Home. Oh, I, I should have known that. I probably yeah. stared at one directly into its eyes. So, if any of you guys want to check out and play a copy of Sweet Home on your NES, definitely check out Gorilla Games on Etsy. Definitely, uh, they they will. Greg will get you one. He will hook you up. And now, of course, the movie from the same year, 1989, is actually legitimately awesome. I love yes. this movie. It's yeah. an incredibly great movie. Aged super well. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, it's really good. And you can find it on YouTube in its entirety. And as far as I know, there's no dub, so it's sub, uh, subtitled, which is fine by me. I don't, I, I don't mind at all. Right. It's, it's uh, you know, the movie doesn't move so frantically where you can't keep up. So as far as, like, you know, reading text and then seeing what's going on. But it's. I'm not. I'm not really going to talk about the movie too much. Just go see it. It's friggin' awesome, and it's basically what spawned Resident Evil. Yeah, it's 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 like very Japanese, but at the same time, it makes a lot of sense. And a lot of times, I find that like very Japanese movies and very Japanese games, like a lot of the Final Fantasies, their storytelling, yeah. like in right. to, to my Western sensibilities, it doesn't yeah. really mesh well. Right. And I feel like um, you know they end up not making any sense. Right. It seems like way- kind of like what Joe was just saying about Damnation. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> And uh, and this this just all just works. It's yeah, just all it totally makes, it's, does. It's basically uh, it, it's it's essentially an old dark house story. Yep. It all takes place in a in a haunted mansion, and uh, damn, it is yeah. freaking great. I mean, I wish there was a uh, you know a proper release for this thing. I hope right. someday there there will be. Right. And uh, I'm I mean, surprised it sh- there hasn't been. Yeah, mm. I know. It should absolutely be listed as like one of the better uh, like old dark house movies, like yeah. just in general. It's I really agree. good. Yeah, great effects it. too. Honestly. Oh yeah, yeah amazing. A lot, like, Definitely, a lot yeah. of really cool uh, yeah. monsters and uh, just just creepy shit going on and everything. Yeah. And and it also you know like when the twist is revealed as to like what's going on, it's it's really great. Like, yeah, it's like oh shit, right, right. You know, I mean, it really is is cool. Yeah, so mm-hmm. uh, highly recommended. Watch that shit immediately after you hear this episode. <laughs> so go to Gorilla Games and then buy yourself a copy for your NES. Right, exactly. All right, so uh, so real quickly, I mean, we've kind of touched upon these earlier games. I'm got you know like zero, one, two, and three Nemesis, and well, Code Veronica was in, originally in this clump, but uh, we've kind of covered bits and pieces of each one of those games anyway. You know, during the course of this episode, so I just kind of want to touch upon like how I appreciate the presentation because I played a lot of the more recent ones first, 
And uh, when I went back and played some of the originals, I was like, wow. I mean, I kind of, like uh, 8-Bit Alchemy was saying, sometimes you can't see what's around that corner, but that's like a design choice. And I kind of really appreciated that as I was playing yeah, because, it, okay, it this really kind of so builds up the tension, kind of really... And, of course, just walking into a room is, like, its own event because, like, sometimes the camera's, like, up at the top looking down. Sometimes it's on the floor looking up. Sometimes it's just directly at you. Sometimes it's away from you. Sometimes it's from the side. And it's, like, focusing on... Like, every room was its own character. It really was. And the other thing is the sound design was so specific that you'd walk into a room. You, If there was a zombie in the room that was already, you know, awake and moving around, you could hear that sound perfectly clear, but you'd have right. no clue where it was. Right, exactly. It didn't use 3D audio to try and make you say, okay, he's actually far away from me. It's like, right. no, he could be an inch away from you off screen, or he right. could be down on the other end of the hallway. Right. But it just makes you tense the whole friggin' time. Right. It's mm-hmm. like, uh, uh, do I, uh, you know, go, 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 Right. And I just, I, I really kind of learned to appreciate appreciate that as I was playing through those earlier games. So I, I you know, kudos to the developers for, for all that stuff. And uh, I would say that the remake they did of, of Resident Evil 1 did a very good job at keeping that kind of sensibility alive. Whereas yes. the remake of 2 just clearly made it a new thing. Right. It, it really just was like, all right, let's modernize this. Whereas the remake of RE1 was like, let's take the same exact design choices and everything that we did in the first one and just kind of bump up the resolution, maybe change a few things. But for the most part, you're still getting that core experience, which I'm super happy that you Yeah, Yeah, I am too, actually. And for those who don't know, but which pretty much everyone except for like me and three other people, because the game was released in 2002, I want to say, or the early 2000s. And uh, apparently it's not just like a a one-to-one remake. It's not just like, oh, it's just like a, a graphical upgrade and everything's pretty much the same. No, it's it's almost like a, an arranged, very rearranged version. I mean, yeah, it's largely the same, but there are definitely some way different aspects, different puzzles, different like rooms even. Like that first room where uh, Parasite Steve was talking, like where that first zombie encounter happens. It's like once you defeat that zombie, it's like, oh, there's a door on the opposite end of this room. This wasn't in the original. What the hell's going on? And it's like, wow. All right, so this isn't just the same game. It's largely the same game like I said but it's it's definitely holding you know it's got its own thing going on it's like okay I can sink my teeth into this I'm not not just playing just a a graphical upgrade of an old game yeah and I never played the original PlayStation 1 so for me I didn't catch those differences but I think that's awesome it's a great way to build uh, interest into for you know into the game for people who've experienced it before and not and uh, I think there's definitely something to be said for how that original game was you can you can in the remake, you can switch between old school controls or new school controls, so that way you can kind of you know play it how you want to. Right. Uh, and you know that game, you from the beginning, you decide if you want to play as Jill or play as Chris. And the game was pretty different depending on who you picked. Like there was definitely right. different scenes and different interactions. And uh, you know that's that's pretty nice. That's yeah. that's a really cool feature. Yeah, totally. And uh, so we're gonna. Yeah, but have to burp. Anyway, uh, we're gonna since we're talking about the remake of one, we're just gonna go right to the remake of two, which is my favorite of all the Resident Evil games I played, the RE2 remake, which I found spectacular. I gotta play now it definitely doesn't do the tank controls like uh, 8-Bit was saying; it's a more modernized control scheme. But the way they did the environments, because I actually played that. I mean, I, I played two in the past, but I didn't replay that until after the remake. So when I played. 
the remake was like, okay, yeah, I, I, I sort of remember this. This looks cool. This looks cool. And then when I actually went to play two, the original two, I was like, wow. I was like, really like, now I'm really appreciating two even more because they really kept it pretty faithful. Yeah, it's not the same tank control. It's not the same like stiff angles of going, but the way they did the lighting, which I think they did way better in this than they did in seven because seven seemed to be like, everything is like br- brightly lit for whatever reason. Huh. Except for like the outside mm-hmm. nighttime. But yeah, like some places were like really dark. I mean, there's still some light because it's just a dilapidated building, and there's still some light going on. But there's other parts where it's like, okay, this is brightly lit, but uh, okay, I, I kind of this is like a room that you need to see things in. But it, the things would hide in the dark. Sometimes you'd hear things. You may see something in the in the background. It's like oh, so it, it it would build tension up different ways instead of just like just being around a corner and hearing a sound. Mm-hmm. I think they did that you know pretty well in this game. I played through the game three times because. Stupid me forgot the whole like oh there's like um a B scenario like in the original Resident Evil two each disc had like a disc one was Leon disc two was Claire and uh, if you wanted to play the second time you had to play their B scenario to get the true ending but I played both A scenarios because I'm dumb <laughs> but honestly I got to play it an extra time and I love the game so so whatever so Not I actually I so I played as Claire first then Leon, but both A scenarios. Then I played the original two. I was like, okay, I'm going back to the remake again. I played Leon's B scenario, and now at some point in the future, I'm like, you know what? I'm totally going to play Claire's B scenario too. I'll, I'll play this game a fourth time. I freaking love it so much. So. so you would say that the remake of two is a very different game than the original. Like, like yeah. as far as like just, you know, I mean, oh, right. it, obviously graphically, but also oh, yeah. it's, it's yeah. a total ground up different thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's not just like slight changes like the remake right. to one. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there are definitely a lot of things that they kept true to the original game, like aesthetically, and even some like some of the puzzles were very similar. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's like a vastly like you know, it's just it's just a bigger experience. Is right. I mean, obviously, you know, people who love two are gonna love two. It's I, I mean, I, I love two, and it's like a nostalgic thing. You're not gonna like really surpass that in in certain ways. But as as someone like me who's a kind of a casual fan at the time, I was like, wow, I was just kind of blown away by like how they handled the remake yeah hearing you talk about this uh before we did this episode this is kind of the one i feel like i want to borrow from you yeah oh absolutely because it's just a good old time i and i mean i'll I'll, like i said i'm a casual fan so i played all these games on easy which is fine because i could still do stuff and not feel like i'm gonna have to start all over again but at the same time okay i'm I'm still it's still challenging to me i mean i'm not you know i'm not saying it's like a cakewalk but there are still parts where, okay, well, I definitely have like way more healing items than I think I should at this point, but maybe that's because I did you know, at least get acclimated to the whole thing, and by the end of it, I was getting better at it. But whatever. I mean, I know a lot of people like love, 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 love the difficulty of it. They'll play in like the hardest mode on purpose because they want that fear of running out of resources. That that's part of their enjoyment of the game, which is friggin' awesome. I mean, people yeah. play the game how you how you love it, you know? Right. I'll play it on easy, and I'll be my casual self, and other people can go hardcore, and it's the whole point is having fun playing these games, so yep, exactly. definitely, de- definitely do it up. But like I said, for, for myself, I had no shame in playing on easy. I, even Resident Evil Seven, I was like, because I, I tried to play that game two separate occasions. Like, okay, the first time I tried playing it on normal, maybe if I play it on easy, I'll have a better experience. No, it didn't feel like it was any easier. I don't know. I was still bored. That was really the main thing about it. None of it interested me. The enemies were boring. The family was boring. The setting. At first was cool, but that novelty wore off really quickly. So I was like, I don't know. I just I'm just not into it. It just didn't grab me, unfortunately. Right. 
Yeah, Bayou House is but, maybe not not for everybody. But Resident Evil mm-hmm. Two remake was amazing. I wonder what they'll do for three if they're gonna. Oh, I know. I'm yeah. I'm all over three when that comes out. Whenever yeah. that happens, yeah. I'm all over it. You know they'll yeah. do it. I mean, it's just a question of are they gonna keep probably more like style of uh, Resident Evil Two and less like keeping think. it true to the original. Right. Yeah. Uh, I I just want to oh. say like uh, because this. No, getting ready for this episode and, and your recent newfound love of this franchise it kind of like rubbed off on me at least I don't know about Ape because we're mm, both rough. at Virtual World Expo we're, we're like actually looking for Resident Evil games and, oh cool and, and Contra games too yeah, nice. right because I know we're talking about Contra in the, in the previous episode and uh, so we both bought Resident Evil uh, Zero Oh, nice. That's a yeah. good one. Because yeah. we were looking for it, and he found one, and he bought it. So I'm like, oh, well, I want to get this game again, because I had previously owned it, but I sold it, and now I kind of right. want it back again. Because Resident Evil Zero was, like, the only Resident Evil game with tank controls that I loved. Right. Like, I totally got into the story and everything. Yep. I yeah, I, really I liked that game a lot more than I thought I would. Yeah. I mean, I didn't think I was going to have a bad time, obviously. I, th- I figured, oh, this is going to be fun. But I actually really, really liked it right. a lot. Yeah, I mean, was, I, like, I like this game so much that I, like actually called out work just to play this game <laughs> this is like like back in like what 2002 yeah. or whatever i mean i wouldn't do that now right but, right know. yeah it's it's a neat game because it was at the time exclusive on the gamecube and it's pretty uh, inexpensive to to pick up and it's just it's it's just really cool right to, i mean we got our copies for like, 10, for like 10, 10 bucks yeah it's a it's a two disc complete, game complete in box like yeah and uh, I'm really looking forward to being able to to play some of that too because I'm yeah. playing RE1 now the right. HD one and then I kind of want to see the prequel and I'd like to play the the new Resident Evil too. Yeah, right. totally. So I totally want to like collect all the 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 GameCube remakes. Right. And get into that too. So nice. Should be fun. Cool. Yeah, totally. Nice. All right. Well, I think that pretty much. Wraps up all my thoughts about all those games that I played. Obviously, there's a bunch of other games that I didn't play in this whole franchise. Uh, so, hey, if anyone's got opinions on what I said, the games that I played, or the ones I haven't played, definitely you know shoot us some verbiage or some typage or some sort on our Facebook page and all that stuff. Um, at us. But, yeah, at us, for sure. <laughs> but, let's see, we should uh, probably get to the Octoponder this question, huh? Octopondre. So. Octopondica. Oct- Octopondica. <laughs> So, I guess, uh, since we're talking about Resident Evil and horror-themed games, this week's Octoponder, this question will be, what is your favorite game or game series that implemented horror themes? Now, it doesn't have to be a survival horror. It could just have, like, you know, maybe aesthetically, like... Maybe, like, bats and zombies and yeah, stuff. Yeah, just, I don't know, just simple stuff like that, you know? And just, you know, what is your favorite one? So, uh, we, uh, I, I cannot read because it's dark in here. But anyway, let's go on a short break. Trick or Treat Radio is a phantasmagorical spin kick straight through the heart of pop culture, navigated by the Deadites. We are the world's greatest electroshock band, we destroy monsters, we drink booze, and we win championship belts. If you're not listening to Trick or Treat Radio, here's a taste of what you've been missing. There's three guarantees in life, what are they? Death, taxes, and Trick or Treat Radio every Friday morning. This is one of the most convoluted movies I've ever seen in my life. I'm fucking trying, man. Hi, hi, hi. Oh, yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, yeah. It's like you took a shit on a pile of shit. But you shit on him right. for liking what he likes. Yeah, well, it's my job. This podcast is now banned in Germany. <laughs> it's me, Giovanni Lombardo Radici. Shut up. I call bullshit. I demand someone to bring me the face of Lindsay Lohan. If I had genitals, I would definitely bang her. Oh, wait. Is she a great big fan person? You just hit the jackpot. This is a weird movie, huh? It had action, it had suspense, it had great characters, it had great acting. 
I'm gonna strangle you with my jockey shorts. I don't like mobster movies. All right, well, here's my take. You're a sick fuck. Thank you. Now shut the fuck up and let me talk. Have you ever seen 2001? The okay. box, right? The box and the monkey. Available on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and trickortreatradio.com. Bloodworks Scriptorium, the new album from Enchanted Exile. 11 pulse pounding heavy metal tracks, including Embrace Oblivion, Cold Spell, On Widow's Hill, and I am the Void. Bloodworks Scriptorium, available now on iTunes, Google Play, and pretty much anywhere you get your digital music. So, go get it. Hey, are you ready to do some thinking? It's about that time where we ask you, the audience, to octo-ponder this. All right, everyone, welcome back, or we're back. You didn't go anywhere, did you? Anyway, we asked you this episode's Octopon or this question, which is, what game or game series is your favorite with horror elements or themes to them? So let's go around the room. Parasite Steve, what do you got to say? Um, I'm going to go with uh, a game that I, I ended up loving a lot, and I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to get into, and it is a survival horror game called Alien Isolation. Ah, nice. And this was a, uh, a like... It's definitely one of my favorite tie-in games uh, ever, like movie tie-in games ever. And it did what I love the most, which is to not uh, remake a movie, but it was like a sequel. Right. So this uh, this actually starred um, Amanda Ripley, which was uh, Ripley's daughter all grown up. And her daughter was mentioned uh, briefly in a deleted scene in Aliens, which was worked back in uh, when they released the Alien Quadrilogy. And they there was a bunch of uh, scenes that they had previously deleted scenes that were worked into all the films. And in this one, you found out she actually had a daughter uh, named Amanda. And um, so uh, in that film, she had gotten back to Earth and so much time had passed that she was actually deceased. She had died as an old woman. But in this game, you're finding out this is actually what she did when she was young. And she, uh, you know, this is, you know, her living her life. And she ended up actually running afoul of aliens as it happened. And uh, yeah, uh, it was a it was a really great game. Um, I will say that uh, the story was fantastic. The acting was amazing. Uh, the graphics were amazing. It was a very, very tense game, and it definitely gave me those, like, you know, creeped out, uh, you know, the hackles uh, on the, the back of my neck. The heebies and the jeebies? Were, you know, were raised. Yeah, yeah, the heebies, both of those. Yes. And um, uh, when, I was, when I was sitting playing with my, uh, my buddy Lambast Bostwick, and, you know, we're just, we're just the two of us. We're, like, hanging out, and I'm like, I'm like, Lambast, you got to, like, stop. For, you're freaking me out. Like, just sit down. Just stop moving. And um, and so like yeah no it was it's a it's a really great game uh, it is not an action game in the sense of like shooting stuff this is very much survival horror to the point where you're like you literally have to hide from the alien you can't really kill it you can never kill it I think I think maybe at the end you blow it out in airlock or whatever or partway through uh, most of the game is just one alien and then something happens and all of a sudden there's more now but um, uh, yeah it's uh, it's 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 intense it was definitely an intense game. Nice. Lots of hiding in lockers. Right, yeah. And there was there was this mechanic where you you know you can hide in a locker and the thing will like sort of know you're in that room and it'll come around and sometimes it like is breathing and it's like at your locker <laughs> and there's uh, an extra thing you can you can do and you press back and you can make the character hold her breath. Oh, okay. 
And you sometimes you have to do that, right? Otherwise, it'll still know you're in there, and it'll the door will fly open, and the thing will get you, and it's like, yeah. oh my god, so tense. Uh, no bath towels will help you in this situation. None. <laughs> so or, or bathroom mats. So if you're a, a fan of Alien uh, or the Alien franchise at all, but this really feels more like the first Alien. It's very scary and very slow. Um, definitely not the uh, the the gun toting shoot 'em up that right. aliens became. Right. Uh, or I Resident Evil Six. Out. I was gonna say much yeah. like Resident Evil's track record, right? Started right. off slow and spooky, and then got action and yep. yeah, very much. Anyway, good times. All right, awesome. So, Eight Pit Alchemy, what do you got? All right, all right, all right. I can't not mention Castlevania. Um, it's got to be said that it's like. One of the longest-running horror-themed franchises and uh, definitely a very influential game series, and I just love them the bits. Uh, I actually just recently bought the... 8-bits, 16-bits, 32-bits, all lo- the bits. I love all the bits. All the bits. Every one of those bits. They're my babies. And uh, the uh, they put a remake, or not a remake, they put a two-pack of uh, Castlevania Symphony of the Night and Castlevania Rondo of Blood, arguably two of the best games in the series, out uh, on, I believe, PS4 and Xbox One, maybe Steam, and I highly recommend them. Uh, those are both really good games that uh, show the different sides of the of how that series went, whereas Symphony of the Night is like a big open exploration kind of game. Uh, it's still side-scrolling, but there's a lot of backtracking. You get upgrades. There's all these things that you do. You level up. There's role-playing elements. Uh, whereas Rondo of Blood is a linear game that you, you know, go through the stages left to right, uh, but there are multiple different exits a la super mario world where you can beat a level multiple different ways and unlock different levels after the fact and uh, you can go back and play them but i love castlevania i love the bosses and the music and the just overall gothic horror theme going on there but you know the games aren't necessarily meant to be scary they're just horror themed it's just all that kind of creepy spooky stuff that we love so I definitely uh, got to give shout-outs to that one. Didn't oh, it also come out for the PSP? The, so they, they did the remake The PSP of... did have... So the PSP had a 3D remake of Rondo, yeah. which still has only been released on the PSP. And uh, that game, there were two secret collectibles that were very hard to find. And the two secret unlockables were the entirety of Symphony of the Night and the entirety of the original Rondo. Which is really cool. Which is friggin' insane yeah, and cool. easily yeah. makes that game one of the best games on the PSP. Right. That's tr- right. that's uh, Castlevania Dracula X Chronicles. Yes. Right, yeah. right. Um, and that game is fantastic as well. But yeah, so what I picked up was just a two-pack of the originals on the PS4. Right. But they got trophies now, so it's fun. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Do it up. Yeah. Okay, Nintendo, what say you? Uh, I say Dead Space Extraction for the Wii. No, cool. Really I've, cool. I've played that for the PS3. Nice. Um, I've never played the other Dead Space games, so I have no idea what the story is. So I'm assuming uh, Extraction is kind of is kind of like uh, going along the storyline of the first game. I'm assuming because everything seems like new. The guy doesn't didn't know what was going on and whatever. Um, I I love the fact that um, with the Wii Mode, the way how you angled the the Wii Mode, it changes the right the, the, because the you gun do, a little bit right because like, you do that it. in a regular game. Because like the whole thing, like the the aliens or the um, I can't remember exactly what they're called. I don't remember what they're called either. Like uh, the necromorphs or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You don't. It's not like a typical shooter game where you shoot them in the head. No, you have to dismember them. Right. Dismember yeah, you gotta them, shoot off the the, the, the limbs. limbs and, yeah. yeah, that's that's like the best way to kill them. And so like yeah, you can either 
orient like the laser beams horizontally or vertically depending on what enemy you're fighting to better suit you know the situation dismembering yeah. those enemies right right so you kind of get kind of like uh hold it like a gangster hold it sideways and and then you like show Kill it, like, shot yeah, yeah. It's, it's really cool i mean graphically it's not all that impressive um but I like the, the 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 slow pace of it and the uh, right the music is kind of like eerie yeah and I don't know it's just really fun I, I really enjoyed it yeah it's a cool like atmospheric you know kind of horror game set in outer space so it's got a sci-fi element to it as well right right you can get like a bunch of weapons and I don't remember if you can like equip them like you could with uh, Resident Evil Darkside Chronicles oh okay with a dedicated button press. Yeah, yeah yeah I'm not sure if you can map them out like that but. Yeah, the game is really oh, fun. Yeah. I, I recommend it if you like shooters and yeah. Dead Space. I mean, I, I've played a little bit of it on the PS3, not a ton. So, I mean, I am vaguely familiar with it. And I, I liked what I played, but I, did, I didn't get very far in it. It, it. it was like a Dead Space 2, Dead Space Extraction-like combo pack or whatever. It was all on the same disc. So Nice. So, and I just recently, you know, as uh, Parasite Steve mentioned earlier, played the first Dead Space. And I actually did start, you know, a Dead Space 2. And I've, I've liked both games so far. I really like the first one. And um, two is fun so far, but I'm only like maybe a third of the way through it. And what little of I've played of Extraction is also fun. Yeah, I would like to like go back and play the original mm. Death Space games for sure. They're cheap but fun. I don't even know what systems they're for. Like PS3, PS3. All right, I'll have PS3. Yeah. So I can let you, you borrow mine if you have. Oh, do you ever even have a PS3? I don't. No. Oh my god. I'll have to remedy that. Nintendo. <laughs> anyway, okay, so I'll uh, finish this roundtable discussion off with the Octoponder, this question, and I will say the Legacy of Cain series, because, um... <laughs> yes! Yeah, absolutely. Uh, just, they Victus! Yeah. <laughs> that, that's what I remember mostly about the yeah. game. <laughs> Cain is deified. But, uh, amazing, amazing... Cast him in. Yes, amazing voice acting all around in that entire series. Like, one of the very first video games I've actually really stepped aside and noticed how good the voice acting was. Agreed, same. Yeah. So, and that's really kind of what drew me and, in. And uh, who are the two lead actors? They are Michael Bell and Simon Templeman. Yes, sir. So, And the bad guy was uh, Tony J. Yes. R.I.P. And he, he was the, he was the elder in the guy. original, and then he was oh, a different character right, in the Soul Reaver that's games. that's right, yep. But he was always the bad guy. Yep, he was. Amazing voice he had. Uh, and yeah, it was just a, a game series that spanned a few games. It didn't, you know, it's not as long running as a Resident Evil per se, but it still had some pretty solid entries. Uh, I mean, the first one was like a top-down, almost Zelda-like, really. Yeah, or Diablo kind of looking. Yeah, 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 very. And then like the second one became three. Well, it was weird because well, it was like three D, like like third person three D. But like the first one was called Blood Omen: Legacy of Cain. Yes. Then the second one was called Legacy of Cain: Soul Reaver. And then there was a Soul Reaver 2, and then there was a Blood Omen 2, right? and then Legacy of Cain Defiance, yes. if I recall correctly. Yes, so, it's yeah. like, so it was a weird system, Yeah, and it was like, because one of them, the protagonist was Cain, the other one was Raziel, and then the very last one, you know, you had like levels and areas, you'd switch between them. Not yeah. on the fly, but yeah. this level would have Cain, this level For would Defiance. have Raziel. Yeah. yeah. But very cool, like, you know, goth, like weird ethereal afterlife -y kind of a lot of continuity yeah with, very with this, much so uh, amy hennig was the uh like the main story writer and oh, yeah. she worked for crystal dynamics at that time yeah, and she, also, she was um idos yeah was but Eidos. she also did the uh, uncharted series I okay believe. yeah and uh like yeah I, I would say that this this sort of series did for to vampires what i was saying Resident Evil did to zombies. It right. took them in places they hadn't been before. It kept mutating. They weren't just, 
you know, guys with pointy teeth. Right, exactly. Yeah. They, were, they could they could keep, you know, over the centuries, depending on where they lived, they would they, they would, would adapt to their environment. Continue to evolve, yeah. Right. It's interesting. And the cool it's like like very Mega Man like when you'd beat a boss, you'd get his power and that would make Raziel even more powerful so he could traverse the even very more cool. of the area to try to, you know, do what he got to do in the game as far yeah. as like Soul Reaver goes. Right. Which was super fun. Another thing too is I just love the story. Yes. The story is just yeah. It really it is. You. It's it's Amy Hennig, and and the fact that it's so well acted too, with all those yep. fantastic voice yeah. actors, really just brings it home. Yeah, yeah sure. absolutely. And uh, and so yeah, I mean this is this is definitely one of my favorites as well. I, yeah. I love the series. Yeah. I wish it would come back, but uh, only only if it was done with the same care. Like right, you know, exactly. You know, is is the story storytelling you know going to be to that level level right. or not? Because right. if not, then fine. Right, just it. yeah, exactly. That's right. kind of my feelings on it as well. But yeah, anyway, those were our answers for this episode's Octoponder. This question, which is, what is your favorite game or game series that implemented horror themes? So uh, we're not a new podcast anymore, but we're still in our first maiden you know, voyage year. So if you could give us uh, some love, you know, give us some messages and all that stuff, we'd love to hear from you guys. And you can do so at Redoctopus on Twitter. Uh, you can join our Facebook group. You can hit us up on the Instagrams or just simply email us at rickdoctopus at gmail.com. But it's almost time to catch that horizon. And before we do that, let's go to this. If you're looking to score, you better listen to those that came before. Just sit right down and whip out your sheet music because it's time to compose your scene. Hey, 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 everybody. All right, so here we are with another episode of Compose Yourself. I wanted to uh, to throw my two cents in here and, and bring to light one of the composers that I think is pretty important in this Resident Evil series here. Um, there's been a lot of composers over the years, and uh, actually I'd say most of the music work in Resident Evil comes right down to the sound effects, I would say. Uh, but... Rather than talking about one of the composers for Resident Evil, I figured I would talk about none of them at all. And I would talk instead about the woman who composed the music for Sweet Home. The game that we mentioned earlier that inspired Resident Evil as we know it. Right. Uh, The composer's name is Junko Tamiya. Uh, But a little bit about Sweet Home, uh, just to recap, released for the Famicom in 1989. It's a horror role-playing game that tasks you as a group of five characters as they explore a haunted Mamiya Mansion uh, in an attempt to try and photograph the lost collection of fresco paintings housed within the walls. Uh, And uh, basically you control these five different characters. They all have different abilities, different items that are key to them. There's a medic, there's there's a photographer, there's a sweeper who can actually clean up like dust piles and sweep the dust off paintings before you photograph them. There's all kinds of cool stuff in there. Is someone holding an umbrella? Someone was holding an umbrella. They weren't using it. They were just holding it. They were just holding it. You know who it was? Lambast Bostwick. You know it! <laughs> so uh, I, I really feel like horror is so keyed into its soundtrack and so keyed into the sound effects and everything in a game, uh, in a movie, whatever it is. So, uh, you know, there's no horror game that really quite feels scary without a tense, you know, dread-inducing soundtrack. Uh, and Junko Tamiya did a really great job uh, using the Nintendo sound chip to make really you know, tense and, and kind of a melodic sort of songs that just enhance the whole thing. Um, so Junko actually was credited in this game as G O N. 
she couldn't use her real name in the credits because Capcom at the time had a policy that required all of their development staff to go by pseudonyms in the credits of their games to prevent any competitors from sniping their, you know, staff, which is crazy, but also makes it kind of hard to track the games that deep people worked on for a long time. Um, but the soundtrack itself is full of all kinds of shrill tones and dissonant harmonies and minor keys that put you on edge. Uh, so Junko uh, attended Osaka College of Music, and she figured out that video games were a potential career avenue after learning that Capcom was hiring for their sound team called Alf Lila. Uh, some of her other works include on the NES uh, the game Gunsmoke, uh, Strider in the arcade, Ooh. And also the NES versions of Bionic Commando. Nice. Which is really oh, cool. Some, some pretty Some pretty great games there. She also did Little Nemo and the Dream Master. Oh, cool. oh nice. And uh, she worked as the music director for Street Fighter 2010, The Final Fights. Oh. Uh, so, you know, some people like that game. Yeah. Um, I don't yeah. know who any of them are, but I'm sure they're I out there. I don't know who any of them are, but they're <laughs> out there, maybe. Uh, so, yeah, she doesn't have a particularly extensive body of work. She actually, her final game that I saw her credited on was the 2008 version of Bionic Commando, and it was only because that game included the original Bionic Commando. Right, because that, that uh, soundtrack was completely, like, rearranging, like, some sort of, like, different... It's not, yeah, it's not 8-bit tunes. It's, yeah. like, like, electro kind of like electronica or whatever so yeah so it's, it's really awesome actually that definitely you know listen to it if you get a chance but yeah so it's it's kind of crazy the last game that she worked on according to uh you know what i could find was street fighter 2010 the final fight which is like pretty damn old i mean she's still around there was pictures of her recently um with some other kind of, uh, old capcom composers but either way uh but yeah just you know quickly sweet home did inspire a lot of uh what happened with resident evil uh because the game was directed by uh, Tokuro Fujiwara, Sweet Home was. And, uh, and Resident Evil, when it was coming out, uh, was being directed by uh, Shinji Mikami, but the original director of Sweet Home was acting as a producer. Uh-huh. And so this guy believed that Resident Evil would be able to do and accomplish different gameplay styles and things that he wanted to do in Sweet Home that he actually couldn't do with what was available on the Nintendo. Right. Um, and uh, in the first Resident Evil game was planning on being a remake of Sweet Home, but they lost the license to that franchise oh, entirely okay. and just yep. had to create something new with Resident Evil. Clearly that went well. How did that turn out for you? Not too shabby. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, so there is really some interesting history there, and uh, a lot of the mechanics that you find in Resident Evil were in the original Sweet Home, where you have a very limited inventory system, you have certain puzzle items that can take up spots in your inventory for way longer than you need to, right. you can actually hold on to keys far past you need them, you can you know, accidentally drop something that's super important in an earlier room and need to go back for it, so there's a lot of similarities there, and it's definitely worth checking out. But uh, yeah, I, I think that it's worth a listen. It's definitely a, a spooky soundtrack, the uh, Sweet Home soundtrack by Junko Tamiya. And uh, that, is, that is what I got for you today on Compose Yourself. Get nice. spoopy. Get spooked. Nice. Okay, so uh, promos. Anyone got promos? Promos. Anyone? 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 Parasite Steve, I see you coming up to the mic, so what you got? <clears throat> I, got prom- I got some promos. I got some tasty promos I can... Uh, mm. I can- Promo I can uh, lay on y'all. Um, so first, I want to say that uh, you know this past weekend, uh, I I had an awesome time at Rock and Shock with uh, at just rocking and shocking and selling books at the Rough House Publishing boat booth with uh, Mr. Derek Rook, and we just uh, had an awesome time. And thanks to everybody who came out to that. 
And uh, I actually have another appearance uh, coming up in November. This is November 16th. It's the New England Super Mega Fest Comic Con, and that is going to be at. Uh, the Sheraton Hotel um, Convention Center in Framingham, Massachusetts. And I very much uh, suggest you guys come out. There's uh, some cool celebs. Some of the warriors are going to be there. And, uh, you know, uh, but most importantly, you know, I'll be there with the New England Horror Writers and uh, selling some books and uh, doing some stuff, doling out my, uh, my, my trademark free high fives. So please come by for one of those. And, uh, you know, we'd love to see you. It's a good time. It's uh, it's short dough to get in. And honestly, I love the Sheraton in Framingham for, for cons. This is also the same exact place that uh, had Scaracon, which I also did previously this year. And it's uh, it's really fun. So if you happen to uh, be free on November 16th and 17th, uh, come on down. There's uh, it'll be a, it'll be a really good time. And check out the New England Horror Writers and um and I'll be selling my, my books, uh, The Bone Eater King and Marrow Dust. And uh, yeah, it'll be fun. Yeah, nice. get yourself to it. Yes. All right, anyone else got anything to plug? Oh, I can plug myself. Oh, I'm a, plug uh, yourself, I'm Nintendo. A I'm just going to whore myself out there. Oh, be that whore. Oh, I'm a, yeah. Whore oh, it up. I'm going to whore it up. Oh. Oh. So, you guys might know or may not know, I have a YouTube channel. It's called Nintendo 25, and I, I do vlogs. Uh, pretty soon I'll be doing reviews, um, which will be fun. Um, I do pickups, I do unboxings, and that's just about it. My, my channel is slowly growing, so yeah. Sweet. If you want to check, check me out on YouTube, just look up Nintendo 25, and I'm right there. He sure is. Just check him out, damn Put it. your eyeballs on it. Check me out. I'm also on uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So you can find me on those as well. Cool. Anyone else got anything they want to shout out about? I'm good. Oh, me too. See, so, a- so check out 8 because he's good. He is. He's good. Oh, thanks. He, he's, you can he, actually hear a, a <laughs> bunch of my music in Nintendo's videos because right. he's just a cool guy. That's right. True. I also, cool uh, I also uh, plug Boss Rush Mode as well. I oh. show off his... Uh, oh. Oh. His channel in the descriptions. So yeah, not that I've done anything with my channel in months, but hey, you know, thanks. thanks hey, you know, you got 150 subs by doing nothing. That's true. That's <laughs> absolutely nothing is what I've done. <laughs> All right. Well, that pretty much wraps up the episode. If you haven't jumped ship by now, we certainly hope you enjoyed this week's journey into all the treacherous waters of all the things that made growing up awesome. And if you liked what you heard, please hit that little subscribe button. Like us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and all that social media stuff. You know how to social media. Go do social media. And anyway, Retro Octopus is part of the Inebriart Podcast Network, so if you get a chance, please visit our sister shows like The Old Colony Cast, Bar Talk, and of course, Inebriarts as Andy and Fish. Chat with local artists for a couple of cold ones. For more info, go subscribe to or to yeah, subscribe to us or them I can get through this I swear <laughs> go to anebri-art.com check it all out do it I'm boss rush mode the rest of the guys say goodbye until the next see ya bye bye <laughs> <laughs>